Welcome to the Dream It Real Igniting Your Inner Coach podcast, where we're all about reconnecting you with your inner power. I am your host, Melissa Lynn Sharp. All the answers that you could ever want are inside of you. This is not about positivity, it's about presence. That's where your power lies. Good morning and welcome to podcast episode 24. We're drawing closer to the season finale. I've decided to take the summer off and restart with season two in September. So I will keep you posted on when that date will be. Today I want to talk to you about isolation and self-isolating, quarantining that's happening around the world right now because a lot of you are having a challenging time with that. Um, It can be a really hard thing to spend time alone with yourself. And I know, especially for type A personalities, you're used to being on the go, you're used to being around people, and a lot of you draw energy from that. And to flip that or have that flipped on its head and to all of a sudden be alone, that can be a scary thing for a lot of people. And so if you're feeling challenged in that way, then know that you're not alone. Now I'm going to start by telling you my story. A few years ago, I went off work for a total of three years. And during that time, I was struggling with a neck and back injury, so I was pretty incapable of moving my body much due to strange nerve symptoms I was getting. Due to that, I could barely drive a vehicle, and during that time, quite similar to what's happening now, the only times that I could leave the house was for mandatory like doctor office visits, um, the occasional time to go to the hospital because I didn't know what was going on with me. I had specialist appointments, stuff like that. So aside from that, I was at home. I was stuck. I couldn't even on some days uh, where I was feeling really bad, I couldn't make it to the grocery store like a minute down the street. I had to limit my movement and my walking and I had to limit Uh, Even the time I spent sitting, and I spent a lot of time sitting on the floor, actually, because that pissed my body off the least. And during that time, because my boyfriend Craig was working, I spent the majority of that time alone, hour after hour, day after day, for three years. So I'm not saying it's completely like what is happening in the world right now, but it I can definitely relate (laughs) with my experience. So I want to share with you today some of the things that got me through this time because those hours that I spent alone with myself, they were spent with the best parts of myself, but mostly with the worst parts of myself. I was terrified. I was terrified about what was going on and I was absolutely, I was so angry. I was beyond angry about the situation that I was stuck in. I felt victimized. I felt powerless and helpless in the middle of all this shit that I could not control. And as challenging as it was not to understand what was going on with my body, it was almost as challenging, sometimes more challenging, I think, to add on top of that, the financial stress of being off work. I had no insurance coverage, so I had bad news coming to me in in waves. I had some of the hardest conversations over the phone with insurance companies basically telling me I was going to lose the house. So during those times... When I had those conversations, a lot of those times I was alone because they happened during business hours when Craig was at work and I had nobody to be with me. I had nobody to turn to. I didn't have family living close to me. They were hours away. So even though I wasn't in the exact same situation as you are now in isolation, I definitely can relate. 
And no matter what's going on around you, sometimes the hardest thing is to turn inward and face what's going on inside of you as a result of that. When you're stuck inside your home, you can only distract yourself so much before that falls away and you have to deal with what is coming up for you emotionally. So whatever emotions this isolation is bringing up for you, whether that's positive or negative, know that you can face them. Know that you're not your emotions, nor are you your situation. You, as a human being, are separate from those things. And if you're willing, you can, as you face those emotions and begin to process them, you can start turning them from a downward spiral into an upward spiral because your emotions are always an indication of something that is hitting a chord for you or hitting a nerve. So once you deal with that nerve and why it's being sensitive, then you can start to turn that spiral around. And that's exactly how you can use your emotions to guide you into healing and to process them and move on. Now, all emotions aside, there are definitely things that really, really helped me structure my days because when you're at home, especially alone, when you don't have another person to bounce off of, you can wake up in the morning and look at the day ahead of you and say, this is a beautiful blank canvas, which is awesome. That's great. You can paint on that canvas whatever you want, but when you don't have any idea at all and you can literally paint anything on that canvas... That's when you need some structure. And if you go into every day without a structured plan, at least a tiny bit of detail in your head as to what you want to get accomplished or how you want to structure your day, then every single day will blend right into the next day. It can potentially turn into a downward downward spiral of hopelessness or depression or lethargy. And we don't want that to happen. That's when things start feeling overwhelmingly negative. And that, again, is something that you can turn around. These are the core things that I took from my experience that I found really, really helped me. So, number one, always, always, always change out of your pajamas. I used to get up in the morning and, you know, I'd be up out of bed at a decent time that I was proud of. I'd brew my coffee and I'd sit down to get a little bit of work done as I drank my coffee in the morning. At that point, I was throwing myself into my blog. I was just really starting to, I was just starting to develop dream it real and I what I wanted it to symbolize. So I was doing some website work, um, blog stuff, writing. I was starting my YouTube channel too. I started it during that time. So that being said, I'd sit down with my morning coffee and all of a sudden Craig would come home at 4.30 in the afternoon and say, hey, it's dinner time. I'd still be in my pajamas. I would have gotten lost in my laptop. At that point, my pajamas no longer felt like something cozy and comfortable but they felt just grubby and awful (laughs) because I had spent so much time in them. So no matter what, take off your pajamas. I don't care what you get changed into, workout clothes, work clothes, office clothes, wear whatever you want, just don't wear your pajamas all day long. Second, set a time for yourself to get out of bed. Sleeping in is great, but sleeping way, 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 way too far in is not so great. And that turns into a habit pretty darn quickly. If you sleep in 15 minutes extra every single day, I would have been sleeping the entire day for three years. But set a time. You can still sleep in. Like if you naturally sleep in till, say, 8.30, say, no matter what, you're going to be up for nine o'clock. You're not going to stay in bed past nine. 
because that 8.30 will eventually turn into 8.45 and 8.50 and then 9 o'clock anyway if you don't get that habit. Because your body is used to waking up and getting up and having like physical movement by a certain time every single day. So if you keep, if you give it that structure on a routine basis, then it's going to stay used to that and it's not going to get used to sleeping in more and more each day. So that time that you set for yourself can still be lenient, but it's still giving you that structure. Number three, journal. Journal as much as you can, as much as you feel you need. This can be one line. This can be five minutes. This could be an hour and a half journaling session with tears and punching pillows. (laughs) It can be anything you need it to be. But when you're at home and you're alone and there's nobody around to talk to, that is how you can process your emotions and get your thoughts out of your head and make it less cluttered and overwhelming in there. That's where a lot of negativity can come from is these thoughts that are in your head that you need to get out and these emotions that you need to get out. And again, you can either distract yourself from them or you can process them and move on and processing them is always the more constructive way of dealing with them because that's how you learn yourself and what makes you tick. Also, everybody will not be around at all times to answer a phone call or a text from you. So in that way, you have to be learn. You have to learn to be self-sufficient. There's no, there's nothing more empowering than being able to deal with your emotions and the thoughts in your head yourself, rather than needing somebody to talk to all the time, because that can be a distraction as well. Number four, do something physical, and I don't mean work out at home. I mean do something that isn't on the TV or computer or phone. Do something in the real world, something that involves a little bit of creativity. And honestly, that could be organizing something, that could be cleaning up the kitchen if it's a little bit messy. It could be reworking a living space, straightening something, moving some stuff. Like you can do anything. Just make time for yourself during the day at any point to do something that forces you to interact with your physical environment around you. That is so, so, so important. And that will change your day. This will help you get out of your head and into the world around you. It is going to help ground you because it's easy to get sucked further and further into your thoughts and into your mind when you're at home alone and it's quiet and you're in this smaller environment than you're used to. Do something with your body. Do something creative with the environment around you. Again, it could be 15 minutes. It could be a a project for half a day. But at some point during the day, you need to do something physical. Next one is to work out at home. And it doesn't have to be like a full-blown gym session. That's not what I'm saying. If you have to break out a yoga mat and do 10 minutes of physio exercises, that's great. Just get your breathing going a little bit, get your heart rate up, and it doesn't have to be intense, but just do some kind of physical movement. Again, this goes along with the last piece of advice. Just move. It's getting it's getting you out of your head and into your physical body. Working out does wonders, absolute wonders for your stress levels. So that alone is going to help you a lot with managing your time by yourself or in quarantine. And last but not least, find something to define what ends your day and begins your night. And what I love to do is go and shower and change into my lounge clothes or pajamas, which is why you take them off in the morning. (laughs) I would normally shower at the end of a work day. It's as if the shower would wash off the workday and then start a nice relaxing evening. I used it as my mental break in between work 
and personal time. You want to break up your work day or your productive day, let's say that, and then have a nice relaxing evening after that. So find something that works for you like the shower did for me and just define what is going to happen at the end of your productive day and what will start a nice quiet evening. That will help define your day. This will also help calm you down so you get a better sleep at the end of it all. So you're not going straight from being super productive to bed. And I'm gonna add one more thing just because this is the nutrition coach in me talking. Make junk food as inaccessible as possible. Ideally, don't bring it into the house, but hey, we're all human and we all have cravings and we all enjoy some Oreos every now and again. For me, it works to put junk food downstairs in the basement and to keep all the the living and healthy food upstairs. I'm more likely to snack on fruit or vegetables than I am to go downstairs and grab the jar of Nutella. Learn what works for you, but be cognizant that if you're not leaving the house, you're always going to have food close by. Now, that might not be a problem for some of you, but I know some others struggle with it. So it is definitely worth bringing up. And this comes down to setting yourself up for success by manipulating the environment around you to support you. If you have to leave the beaten path to find health food, but the junk food is readily available and right there, what are you going to reach for? You're going to reach for the easiest thing. So I really hope that some of these tips help you, especially if you've been struggling with isolating and just not being around your loved ones, your friends, but know you're not alone and know that this is not going to last forever. If one of these tips really helps you, I would love to hear from you and hear which one was your favorite. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or on Facebook or leave me a message here on Anchor. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day, an awesome week. I will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you took something from today's episode that you can use to live your best life. If you enjoy the podcast, I would be thrilled if you spread the love by sharing it on your Instagram stories or other social media platforms. I truly appreciate all of your support, and I can't wait to connect with you. You can find me on Instagram at Kelowna Gal, where I also welcome topic requests for the podcast. Thank you again for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.